Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Meg Healy. I'm Amanda Carestio. And I'm Kate Zynard. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk to Meg about the amazing craft tour she recently took to Italy. I'm just a little bit jealous. Then I'll chat with Kelly Ward of True Bias about sewing a travel wardrobe and the super awesome sewing retreat she attended this fall. Also slightly jealous. Super jealous. We'll (laughs) each share a little something in our Sojo segment, and we'll ask you to share a little something too before we jump in, though. How was everybody's weekend? It was pretty good. I actually got some sewing done. It was amazing. It's been a while. Same here. I was sewing up a storm. It was awesome. I meant to. I meant to sew, but then you know when you, you know, mean to sew and you go looking for fabric, and then I spent five hours refolding all of my fabric, <laughs> reorganizing it, getting some little scraps out, and so then my weekend was just folding, and I got to know sewing. But at least it'll make the next time I sew a little bit more organized, which I love. Yeah, it's nice to be able to. Uh find what you want when you want it instead of having to dig through big piles, which is how I usually do it. Yeah, totally. Well, awesome. Let's get started. So, Meg, you got to go to Italy on a craft tour. Yes. Tell us what a craft tour is. So basically, a craft tour, well, craft tours is a company. They call themselves a travel company for crafters around the world. And that's specifically what they do. So our tour, the Berta style fashion tour to Italy was under their textiles section. So they have tons of, you know, knitting tours, um, embroidery, textiles. So it's really cool. Oh my gosh, that's and such a cool concept. Yeah. So it's all fashion related and it was really really a great experience. So they build the tour around like crafting stuff or in your case fashion is that am I accurate and that's how it goes? Yeah so there was you know the typical touristy stuff that you just have to do in Italy like all the sites um, in Rome that was part of the extension you know we went to the Vatican we did all the Florence spots Pisa etc but we got to go into some exclusive places some embroidery studios where we saw firsthand embroideries that were being created for runway shows it actually happened to be just before Milan Fashion Week, when we were in Milan, and they said that they were, I can't say the designer because it's, you know, all top secret, but they were working on like a really, like everyone would know this designer. They were working on designs for a show that was like in two days on the catwalk. Oh my gosh. It was just, I, I know. And they're like, no cameras. Like we're going to like <laughs> so top copy secret. the designs. So I have but to it, ask. I mean, obviously yeah. you can't tell us the designer because you just said you couldn't. <laughs> Did you, like, go look at any pictures of Milan Fashion Week and, like, find that embroidery after you got back? You know what? Kate, you just reminded me. I meant to do that. Now I need to do that. I knew when I was there. um, Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, I was saying to, yeah, someone on the tour that... um, I was like, we have to go look and see this on the runway. Uh, And so you just reminded me that I had to do that. So thank you. You're welcome. Send us the picture when you're done. 
Um, I or will. can you not send us the picture? Because oh, I'm, know the I'm sure I can. <laughs> I'm sure I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, so you went to see the embroidery. That sounds pretty cool. I have to admit, I was stalking your uh, Berta Style blog a little bit um, to oh, see yeah? what you're up to. So uh, you also went to the Rati Silk Factory. Is that right? <gasps> yes. So originally on the tour, it wasn't. It, it was on the tour, but then it wasn't on the tour. We were going to a thread factory instead, but then the thread factory couldn't accommodate us. So Rowdy Spa got back on the itinerary and I was so excited because um, I actually went on this tour uh, two years ago too so this is my second time just to make you extra extra jelly and we are <laughs> it's working but it was it was my favorite it was my favorite you got to see three different processes of fabric being printed and created so you got to see a pattern by weaving a pattern by silk screening and then a pattern by actually being printed on these huge digital printers which is totally awesome but we got to see how the silk was made and all the factory floors it was so amazing and then we got to shop the fabric which that was going to be my next question amazing did you yes. bring some home i did i I splurged on a piece of lace for a very, very special project. I can kind of guess what your special project is. Do you want to talk about it or you want to keep it secret for now? I'll just say um, it's a white lace and I'm getting married. So, I mean, I think that gets (laughs) pretty pretty obvious. I'm not really good at like. You know, um, so subtle, <laughs> so very, very but, subtle hints. I saw the picture yeah. again on the blog, and it is gorgeous. So, yeah, is it actually yeah, so silk? I'm... Silk lace? Yes, oh. yes, it is. Oh. Yeah. So and lucky. then after seeing all the embroidery studios, I think I'm going to embroider it fully on that, like lime green gems and crystals, just to make it a little bling bling. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I still haven't designed it yet. I need to probably going to mix a bunch of different patterns together, you know, switch a top with a skirt right. or, you know, maybe there's pants underneath. I don't know. So we'll see. Well, but you have definitely to keep got us, me. Yeah. You have to keep this updated because this, this is a journey we all need to be following you on over the next, yes. you know, period yes. of time. But um, just getting that piece from Italy was just so great. And, you know, we got to see a leather school, too, and all family artisan shops in Florence. And it's Italy is really about the hand crafting Mm -hmm. of things and family businesses that have been around and skills passed on. And it just it's it's so great. And it was really fabulous to see. Oh, awesome. awesome. How many people were with you on the tour, Meg? Um, there was 40 of us, wow. so it's it was a, a big, big group, group, but it was, it was, but it was really, it was really fun, um, to meet so many different people and yeah, you could never feel lonely on that tour. There's a bunch of ladies and we all became like a big, a big family by the end to drink the wineries and it was, it was <laughs> everyone became it. such great friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did I mention we went to like two or three wineries? That was also super fun. I mean, you can't go to Tuscany without going to some wineries. So oh yes. Great. Super, super jealous. Um, that sounds <laughs> So awesome. So what was your uh, favorite? Well, you said the the Silk Factory was your favorite like fashion yes, thing. It, How about your was, favorite yes. non-fashion thing hmm. that you did? My favorite, I think it's wherever I travel to. My favorite is 
um, just people watching, sitting down, having, you know, the the cocktail of the country. So I indulged in a few Aperol spritz and just <laughs> people watch. That's always my favorite thing to do. Just see what people are wearing and walking around and living the culture that I'm in. So that, um, that was my favorite part. We called it... Um, a sit and spritz. So we'd be doing around and be like, do you want to do a sit and spritz? And so you sit down, people watch and drink an Aperol spritz. That sounds amazing. I know I always get tired when I'm touring and that sounds like just the best way to relax and uh, recharge. And yeah, and just yeah. kind of immerse yourself. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Meg, did you make anything special before your trip? I did actually... Just being conscious of packing because I needed to leave a tons of extra room for shopping. Oh, of course. Um, and fabric bringing, bringing back. I also got some olive oil. It was a big hunk awesome. of my suitcase. Wait, but <laughs> totally heavy. worth it. Yeah. So I was trying to be very outfit conscious. So obviously made a jumpsuit. I mean, two pieces in one. So that was great. I made a linen jumpsuit and thankfully I, I had an idea for making something with bigger sleeves like a kimono sleeve but then I looked at the forecast for Italy and it was hot 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 so I changed it to a tank style and thankfully I did and then for the the nights I would layer underneath so I just put a turtleneck underneath or a t-shirt so thinking about a layering piece that's also a two-in-one so jumpsuit is the perfect travel garment to sew Hmm. I would not have considered that but you make a very good point there Yes, thank you. I was, yeah, I, as soon as I put it on, everyone's like, oh, you made that right. What pattern is that? And they were <laughs> all so jelly. I need to stop saying jelly. I, I really sound way too young. <laughs> Sometimes when I just say a word, I keep on saying it. So jealous of my jumpsuit. <laughs> well, when I travel, I like to uh, wear a lot of knits personally. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got a lot of uh, knit. I usually travel to warm climates. It's just kind of a thing, apparently, for me. And so I've got a lot of knit tank tops and I just, you know, roll those suckers up and shove them wherever they fit. And uh, right. That's kind of my way to go. How about you, Amanda? What do you do when you travel? You know, um, I usually think about separates when I travel. I mean, I mm-hmm. like the idea of having multiple pieces that you can pair in different ways and a lot of right, pieces yeah. that, you know, are pretty basic, but you can dress them up with the right accessories or you can wear them just kicking around and mm-hmm. they're really comfortable. Comfort is a really big thing for me. Um, so, you know, I but I have I've heard about folks who are on the jump, jumpsuit end of the spectrum and people who are like dresses, too, because instead of one right instead of two pieces, you're only packing one um, and you can, mm-hmm. you know, same you can style it in a lot of different ways. But, um, yeah, comfort for me yeah. and a top priority. I have a couple. Oh, of- yeah. Comfort. I have a couple of little uh, sort of A-line um, knit dresses that I love to take when I'm going to hot climates because once they get dirty, I just throw them on over my swimsuit and they're perfect cover-ups. Multi-use. You know, Meg, I, I had a question getting back to this craft tour thing because I am I have been transported to Italy and I kind of want to go there now. Um, there goes the rest of my afternoon. But I was <laughs> I was curious about the people who joined you on the trip. Were they professional sewists? Were they seamstresses? Were they, you know, what kind of um, life experiences did they have? 
Yeah, a lot of them, I mean, they all came from different backgrounds all around the world, really. They're not just um, from America and Canada. There was some ladies from New Zealand. And last year we had some from Australia and all have a love of sewing in different in different ways. Some quilt and some are knitters, but we all do share that love of creating. And then there's um, a few of the amazing husbands on the trip that accompany their wives who oh, are so my were so great as well. Yeah, That's super <laughs> awesome. so I hear mm-hmm. a rumor that you recorded a little audio for us of somebody telling a pretty great story about their yeah. trip. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to these three uh, ladies and talking to them how they found out about the trip and what they do back home from their day-to-day life. So I have a little audio clip that I recorded in Florence. So we're in Florence right now. We're about to tour the Leather School of Florence and I have three ladies here and I'm just going to ask them how they all know each other and what made them want to come on this trip. Well, we all work together. We work in a bridal salon. We do alterations. Uh, We don't make the wedding dresses from scratch, but we make the wedding dresses fit the brides. Very important. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Looks shabby when the bride doesn't fit in the dress. That's so awesome. So in January, I got got one of the issues of Sew News and saw the ad for the fashion tour. I decided I was going and passed it along to my friends. And so the three of us booked a trip. Then after we booked and paid for it, we told our bosses we were leaving. Oh, my God. (laughs) You said, see ya, going to Italy. uh, well, first I said, well, I'm going to tell you something and you're probably not going to be very happy, but I'm going to Italy in September for 10 days. And after they said, oh, that's fine and beautiful and have a great time, I said, well, now this is the part you're not going to like. I'm taking two friends with me. <laughs> there are four of us in the alteration room, so now three of us are gone. Oh, my God. For 10 God. days. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Where is it? Where do you guys all live? In Massachusetts. Oh, lovely. We're outside of Boston. Oh, very nice. That's so lovely. Well, I hope you're having a great time. We're having a ball. That's amazing. Uh, I'm the spokesperson. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She said it all. Well, thank you so much. That's such a lovely story. I just got engaged, so I'm I'm in the process of making my own wedding dress. Yes. I personally do not like dealing with brides and doing brides. I've been asked a couple times. I only do it for friends, so I mm-hmm. give the so much credit to you dealing with brides. Really, <laughs> I really do. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was such a funny little story. Um, they were so great. Though I have to admit, I feel pretty bad for that fourth alterations uh, sewist because uh, my best friend does wedding alterations and man, that woman must be just so mad <laughs> at all the work she yeah. got left with. <laughs> I don't know. I love that. I love the, like, just taking your friends along. That's, I mean, I know. so special to share an experience like that. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, the, yeah, and then there was some ladies who came alone and some of the friendships that were created was, was super great. That's kind of the setting for, for tours, which is um, really nice. But yeah, meeting everyone and who, who they bring. And I had a lot of conversations with um, with her and t- asking her about who is like the craziest bridezilla you've ever worked with. <laughs> the horror stories. I, and I it was so great to, to hear. <laughs> That's so cool. 
Um, well, our uh, kind of exciting news, or maybe it's not exciting news, maybe it's not even news at all, is that we are doing another craft tour next year. Um, we're going to England this time. We're going to hit some stuff in London, and I think there's some various fiber art shows that are happening. Um, but here's the really exciting part or fun part or something is we don't know who's going yet. It could be any one of us. So uh, there will be a special, <laughs> battle it out. Yeah, there will be a special guest out. who is also a host of So and Tell, but uh, nobody's quite sure who it is yet. So uh, stay tuned for that. Yep, we'll uh, let you that. know what it happens. Uh, mm-hmm. And so while we're talking about uh, travel sewing and traveling and sewing and sewing when you travel and all of that fun stuff, um, we are going to have a little conversation that Amanda had with Kelly Ward from True Bias right after a little break. I was super excited to speak to Kelly Ward, the designer and mastermind behind True Bias Patterns, which are some of my favorite garment patterns of all time. We chatted all things travel, her favorite pattern picks for travel, her approach to sewing for vacation, whether she's a, a last minute up until 2 a.m. hardcore sewist, and also her experience at sewing camp this fall. We also get a sneak peek of her latest sewing pattern, the Salido skirt. So let's listen. So Kelly, we will start with you. I am so curious to hear what your three favorite sewing patterns are for travel. Well, um, it kind of changes, I would say, like depending on um, what my latest pattern is usually <laughs> I get kind of like attached to what I've been making recently sure. but I would say so I just got back from camp um, and when I went there I packed a lot of Nico tops um, because it's fall and so that's kind of like an easy one to just like throw in because it's a knit I can layer it really well um, Hudson pants are always good for when you're on a oh, plane. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of those. And then one that's not my pattern, the Mandy Boat Tee is my go-to always for like something that's like casual that I can throw over like leggings. I can like lengthen it and put it over leggings. And that's from Tasuti Patterns. I love that pattern. Such a good one. I have to say that um, you've kind of got a top place in my top pattern picks for travel. I am a big fan of the Nico, again, because it's knit, it's super comfortable, but it looks, it can look really classy. Um, so it's really easy to dress up if you're on vacation and you're, you know, there's a last minute um, change in plans and you're headed to a museum or a nicer meal out, you can put that on. Um, so it does double, triple duty for you. But also the Emerson crop pants, they are like, they're my favorite because, you know, Aww. with the, the flat front waist looks so chic. And then you've got the hidden elastic waistband in the back. So they are just super comfortable. And I feel like, I mean, they're they're just perfect for all occasions. Um, you can travel in them. You can get where you're going yeah. and put them on and feel really comfortable. But also, again, kind of, kind of upscale. So... Those are yeah. those are definitely my top picks. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, th yeah, that one is a good for like a full meal too, because has the absolutely. elastic waist in the back, right? And that's <laughs> what you want when you're traveling, for sure. You want that flexibility. And you um, recently re-released that one. Is that right? The Emerson that's crop correct. pants. 
Yeah, the Emerson. So when I first released it, that was probably three years ago. And, you know, the styles have changed just a teeny bit since then. Mm -hmm. So when they were first released, it was more of like a mid rise. So the front waistband was slightly curved Mm -hmm. as a result of like where it would hit on your body. And I've just found that I just go for high waist all the time now. That's kind of like my go to. And so I decided since I was going to be releasing it as a paper for the first time anyways, I might as well update it at the same time. So I went ahead and added a version that hits like at the natural waist. And as a result, the front waistband is now straight. So it kind of like fits, you know, straighter up there at the natural waist as it should. Awesome. Well, I haven't made that version yet, but it's on my list. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and speaking kind of generally, do you, are you a big sewer for travel? I mean, do you have, you know, a travel plans coming up and do you, do you plan a whole capsule? Do you have certain things that you want to make? Are you up until midnight the night before sewing things? Cause I have definitely been known to do that. How about you? How can you not, right? Like, yeah. I feel like it's the perfect excuse to like make something special. I will say, so like my last trip when I was going to camp, I had so many things I wanted to make and I ended up with like half finished landers at 2 a.m. being like, I've oh got to just let this go. <laughs> I'm not, I can either be exhausted or I can choose sleep. You know, I can right. either have these pants or not. So I usually try to make a few things. So currently my next trip is I'm going out for my sister's 40th birthday party in Utah. Awesome. Um, so I am making a pair of high-waisted leopard print pants for that occasion, and I am super excited. Wait, high-waisted <laughs> leopard print pants? I am. Then I'm going to wear with like a black Nico to her birthday party. So it's like, it's kind of a formal affair. Her husband's throwing a big, like, there's going to be salsa dancing. I mean, it's going to be really fun, and I'm flying out for it. So um, I wanted it to be special. That you know? is awesome. You know, leopard print this this fall um, everywhere. It's right? everywhere. I know you've been you've been dipping into it a little bit with your with the so frosting challenge. You've yes. been headed headed in the animal print direction. I have not. I'll probably do it about the time it's everybody decides they're done with it, <laughs> and that's that's just how I how I do. Um, okay. I I've done a little bit of travel sewing. We don't um, we don't go on big exotic vacations, but we did go on a road trip earlier in the spring. And um, I'm, it was for a wedding and a rehearsal dinner. So I, I planned a couple of basic makes that I could take and kind of pair in different ways. And that was really fun. But it, it was kind of the first time I had traveled and had a mostly handmade wardrobe. And yeah. there was something really special about that. I don't know if it was just seeing all your makes together in one kind of cohesive unit in your bag or I don't know what it was, but it just kind of felt magical a little bit. I also feel like travel is a time where you can kind of take risks a little bit more Mm because you're not around your normal people. So people aren't going to be like, whoa, she's trying too hard or that's out of her comfort zone. You know, like you can kind of nobody knows you. So you can just wear whatever you want to try. And it's kind of like a good time to experiment with things that are a little bit riskier, I feel like. That's such a good point and and the perfect time to have a little fun with it. Right. Exactly. Go for those bold prints, you know? Absolutely. Um, And are you the kind of person who, you know, you're going somewhere, it's for a family trip and, but you totally scope out the nearby fabric stores? Always. Always. Yeah. Often they're actually, you know, my first go-to is 
the wholesalers that wholesale my patterns. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I have a list that I'll go through and I can categorize it by location. And so I'll see, you know, like where my wholesalers are. So I'll always stop in and meet the owners and kind of like check out what they're doing because I think that's really fun. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. But then, you know, often I don't. So for instance, this summer we went to Japan as a family and I was like, I, it was incredible. It was my first, my kids first like overseas trip. And I was like, I have to go fabric shopping. And there's a place there called tomato, which is a fabric store. And I was like, you guys go do your thing. Leave me for a few hours. I'm just going to dig. Oh my gosh. That is awesome. You know, there's also, I found when you buy fabric, when you're on a trip, also something kind of magical about that because then when Mm -hmm. you bring it home and you finally sit down to make something with it you have all those memories tied in and then every time you wear it you think about your trip and it's just it's kind of awesome on in on both ends right and it is usually like something that's harder to find somewhere else right it feels very special and always brings you back to that time yeah I agree I love that awesome and you so I wanted to hear a little bit more about the camp workroom social experience because it just looks kind of amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about the experience as a whole and kind of coming off it, what your takeaways were? Um, yeah, you're right. It is amazing. <laughs> like I look forward to it all year. Oh, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's like a true camp experience. It's headed up by Jennifer of Workroom Social. She's a Brooklyn-based um uh, she has like a, a place, a studio there that she teaches and such. Um, but she heads it up. It's out in the Catskills of New York. It's just like this time like that's kind of magical where you're completely separated from everything else. And the thing that you have in common with the other women is that you sew. So all different demographics, different ages, different um, professions. But you can all geek out over like sewing machines and seam allowances and marking tools and, you know, like the things that nobody else gets, right? Absolutely. And with sewing being such a solitary sport, <laughs> however you want to call it, uh, for me, a solitary industry, like I don't get to collaborate very often with other people. And so um, I always come back feeling like really filled up and you make new friends. I mean, it's just... I don't know. I feel like it's a really beautiful experience that not a lot of people get as an adult to find, like, kind of have that camp experience exactly. where you're really bonding with other people over shared interests. Um, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. It's like kind of the exception to my – I don't travel very often for work because my kids are young. But that's, a, like, a for sure on the calendar every year that I go and I work at Camp Workroom work Social. So are there – there's sewing happening there. Are there classes mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So there's different intensives. So I was a counselor this year in the jeans making intensive. So um, Jennifer had made her own pattern called the Claryville jeans, and we sewed them for like two days. Um, you know, there was other was bra making, um, you know, fitting classes. I mean, anything that you can think of couture techniques, hand sewing. So depending on what you like, you can kind of choose what intensive strikes your fancy. That is awesome. And so do you guys sing songs by Campfire and all those awesome all camp those things? things? Because all I, those things. I really <laughs> love the um, camp awards, like the the homemade decorated plates that uh, with different different prizes you can win. That's I, I kind so of cool. loved seeing yeah. that, you know, as someone who doesn't attend, you just I don't know, that kind of 
um, displays the spirit of the whole event, and it it really does. It's and it's so not awesome. about like being like the best seamstress right, award. Right. They're all like kind of funny things right. or insights, or it's somebody who really overcame a challenge. So, I mean, the amount of tears that are shed during camp week <laughs> are intense. Um, it's just I don't know. It's kind of special. It's a safe place that like everybody kind of bonds. Yeah, awesome. Well, can you um, quickly give us a few hints about what's in the works on your end? New things? Yeah. So by the time this is launched, I should have just released my newest pattern called the Salida Skirt. Um, And it is a high-waisted, of course. Yay. uh, Skirt that kind of has like a little bit of a 90s Western throwback. Like it has a, a front V with a zipper. And then there's two views. One's like fitted to the knee with like kind of... Um, shaping, And then the other one is kind of like a fit and flare midi, um, specifically designed to go with the Nico and like booties. You oh, know? my gosh. Is this your first skirt? This is my first skirt. That is yes. so exciting. I am really, really, really excited about this one. I cannot wait to see it. It sounds amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, Kelly. And we will be on the lookout for all new and awesome things from you soon. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was really fun. Oh, that was such a great interview, Amanda. I loved he- hearing from Kelly. And oh, I actually yeah. just, uh, yeah, I have a Nico top printed out ready to sew. I'm not too familiar with sewing with other non-Berta patterns, but always wanted to give that one a go. Oh, I love the Nico. And I just kind of love Kelly. Um, super excited to have her in the Denver area. She's a good resource for us. And I just, I love her patterns. One of the things she mentioned was that her patterns kind of all go together. So it's kind of like a built-in capsule. You don't have to, you know, Mm -hmm. make one of her pieces and wonder what to wear with it. You can just... Pick up another piece. Exactly, exactly. I love that. Well, I definitely want to tag along for the next um, sewing camp because I'll tell you what, that that sounds like so, so fun. lovely just being able I to know. sit down and focus on something and just say, okay, I'm going to spend the next two days making this pair of jeans or whatever mm-hmm. and um, just having the freedom to do that without having to worry about anything else that I've, I've been to um, – conventions before and and conferences but I've never gone to like a small sewing retreat and one of these days I have got to do that because it sounds like just a great experience Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah lifelong friendships afterwards too you know I think it's like the experience is amazing but also just the chance to connect with people it's kind of awesome Mm -hmm. kind of the reason to go on a sewing retreat yeah, that's just the kind of camp I can get behind. No portaging. You're just sewing. <laughs> I just have scarring experiences from when I was little. But And I love that idea um, of that camp. So definitely, definitely want to join in on one of those. So this leads into our favorite segment. I think we can all agree. It's our Sojo segment. And this is kind of where we all share a little something that we're excited about, we're inspired by in the moment that gets us to do some sewing for our mojo. So our Sojo. And let's kick it off with you, Kate. What's your Sojo this week? Well, my Sojo somehow turned out to be skirts this week. Um, I went to the fabric store over the weekend, and um, I don't know why, but I was just inspired by everything I laid my eyes on um, and managed to not buy anything specifically for a skirt, but I'm planning to go back for some stuff. Um, I saw this lovely, uh, like, dusty pink tweed 
and I'm thinking it might turn into a beautiful um, fab fit gourd skirt, which is a Joan Mahone pattern that she made for Sew News. Um, and then in the realm of that whole hashtag sew frosting things that you thing you guys were talking about last week, um, I was eyeing some lovely str- uh, stretch crushed velvet. Um, oh yes, that I think would turn into a beautiful SBCC Cosmo Maxi skirt, which is basically my favorite pattern ever. Meg, you don't see me very much, but um, I've got one out of Jersey that I wear like all the time. Um, but Sorry, what co- What did you call it? The SSV? What's that? Um, SBCC stands for Skinny SB- Bitch Curvy Chick. Best pattern company name ever. I know, right? They, they're a, I they're love a, it. A, a pair of uh, women with some unusual uh, shapes to their bodies, and they design their oh patterns for people who don't necessarily fit the standard mannequin shape. Um, and they have this fantastic uh, skirt pattern that's for Jersey, um, and it's super comfortable, and it's kind of got this like mermaid shape, and it's fantastic. And I think it might be a thing that's going to turn into my um, holiday look possibly amazing i love that i like taking a basic pattern and sewing it up in something special that's kind of my favorite thing mm-hmm. yeah it's uh mm-hmm. it's it's nice to be able to take something that's not actually all that fancy or complicated right, exactly. and just make Dress it into it something bit. awesome mm-hmm. just by picking a yeah. nice fabric the glory of velvet i mean i I wish I could just recreate everything in velvet right now. It's just, oh, so luxurious. <laughs> what about you, Amanda? What's your so Oh, my gosh. I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum this week. Pants. Um, I, pants, yes. I have been sewing through my stash, you guys. Um, there's, a hash- you. there's a hashtag for that. It's hashtag sew your stash. And I have been making a dent. Like my um, my bookcase where I keep all my fabrics is looking a little bare. I think I actually went maybe 48 days without buying any fabric, which what? may not sound like, you know, a huge accomplishment. But for me, it was a really, really big deal. So I've been um, really dedicated to just cutting down the fabric stash. I've um, been sewing a lot of really basic blouses for fall and next is pants. You're right, Kate. <laughs> what about you, Meg? <laughs> so mine's kind of along your uh, lines, Amanda, going through all of my fabric, refolding it. And um, there's just like lots of weird shapes of fabric scraps, and I hate throwing stuff out. So my sojo is scarves. So I want to make a lot of scarves with these rectangular pieces of faux fur that I have. I have... Um, like three or four and I'm just going to make some faux fur scarves to keep myself warm in this Canadian winter so I love that yeah Yeah. so in in my stash and so in some faux fur scarves perfect that's totally on trend as I understand yes (laughs) yes Yes, Kate, yes. <laughs> She's proud I love of me because can... I'm not very much into trends, but I picked that one. I, yeah. <laughs> you can't miss that one this fall. <laughs> That's true. So now it's time for our Sew and Tell segment. In our first episode, at the end, we asked you guys what made you want to start sewing. And we got lots of responses, thankfully. I think we were all kind of worried. We are like, will anyone even respond? So we were super, <laughs> super happy to get some responses. So we're going to read them for you now. So first we have Liesl, who commented on our show notes page. And she said, congrats on your first podcast. Oh, thanks, Liesl. Um, I did a lot of crafting and hand sewing while growing up but it was mostly the vast creative opportunity that sewing clothing offered that got me really interested. 
My mom sewed for us growing up, but it wasn't until I was an adult living on my own that I really explored it for myself. Obviously, it led to a long, enduring passion, given that I'm still working full-time as a pattern maker 10 years after starting Oliver and S. Oh, that's so awesome. That is. I was really excited to hear from Liesl Gibson because uh, she is the pattern maker designer of one of my very, very favorite patterns, which I will be gushing about extensively in an upcoming episode when we talk about our tried and true patterns. Ooh. Um, So, yeah, Liesl, if you're listening, I love your gallery tunic so much. (laughs) Such a great designer. I love her new releases. They're perfect for fall, you guys. Oh, yeah. The... um, Oh, the top with the cutout. So pretty. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, also commenting on our show notes, show notes page, show notes, you guys, <laughs> um, was CCC Wilms, who said, I started sewing in seventh and eighth grade home ec classes in the late 1950s, where our first project was a stuffed animal and our last project was a dress. Those were made with patterns and fabrics of our own choosing, with no experience at choosing patterns appropriate to our skills. <laughs> Sounds like it was a challenge. Uh, We had a very patient teacher. Thank you, Mrs. Bissell. I truly enjoyed sewing and over the years sewed small Christmas gifts and costumes for my children, but never took another class until I started quilting in the year 2000. Your podcast was lots of fun to listen to and makes me want to actually try to sew clothing. Thanks, Meg, Amanda, and Kate. I'll be listening again. Oh, yay. Thanks, Mom. That's oh, my mom. <laughs> Thanks, no. Kate's mom. Thanks, Kate's mom. And Mrs. Bissell. And Mrs. And Mrs. Bissell. Bissell. Well, every, wherever you are. Oh, I love that. Yeah. All right. We also heard from Stephanie. Um, Stephanie says, well, the simple answer is that I love clothes and fashion and can never seem to have enough, although my closets are bursting with clothes and shoes. And sewing my own clothes was somewhat of a solution to my fashion and shopping addiction. Note that this has turned into a fabric and pattern addiction. Totally feel you, Stephanie. Yep, it always does. In addition, I am tall and lanky, and store-bought clothes sometimes are just not long enough for me, so sewing and altering my own clothes gives me the freedom to tailor to my fitting needs while feeding my hunger for a creative outlet. Thanks for the great new podcast, and I look forward to future episodes. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks so much, Stephanie. Stephanie yeah. was the first person to ever email us. Yes. So. She gets <laughs> yes. bonus points. Definitely. Yeah, and I love how sewing is um, an outlet for creative endeavors as well, but to fit um, a body type and to sew for your unique body shape. I love that so much. I I do that for myself, too. And that's a really great way uh, to get into sewing. Yeah, well. when you don't fit the norm, it's yeah. such a valuable skill Just to make be able it. to make something fit you instead of having to worry about how you don't fit into what everybody else is making. And exactly. I would, I would totally rather sew than shop any day of the week. Oh, yes. Oh, I mean... To never go in like the the lighting of a change room at a store. That's just, and I'm in the comfort of my own home to try on exactly. my mid make. So that's really that's great. That's the dream. That's the dream, guys. <laughs> yeah. So now we have a new question for you guys to leave your comments on our show notes page, on our Instagram, or email us. And the question this week, fitting in with our theme, is what's your essential garment to take when you travel? You heard about mine it's a jumpsuit so we want to hear about yours all right thanks so much amanda and kate that was so much fun talking with you it was great talking to you too meg thanks for sharing your trip with us thanks meg and happy stitching everybody bye Bye, everybody see you next time
For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at fwmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the Sew and Tell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is a production of F&W Media Studios and is produced and hosted by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Our audio engineer and editor is Evan Rutherford, and our executive producer is Jared Mayer. <laughs>